You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. We've been in vision month. And one of the things that I shared with you relative to this house, and I spoke it prophetically on last week, that the Lord had meant. Now, notice when this goes forth, it doesn't mean that it's everybody, but the majority. Are you here? That, you know, because it's, it's, there's always a remnant of people who are on fire for Jesus. But it's going to take more than just a couple of us. It's going to take more than just a few of us. Even when you look in Christendom, you know, it's not enough for two or three churches to be on fire. Everybody bearing the name of Jesus should be on fire for the Lord. Oh, man. Everybody bearing the name of Jesus should be on fire for the Lord. But but for this house, someone say for this house, the Lord said that we have fallen away in our love for him. That doesn't mean that you don't love the Lord. But just as he is exhorting them here, get back to that place where you were excited about me, where you were enthusiastic about me, where I, the things of God, was priority number one. Are you here? Because Jesus, look at someone and say, Jesus is the difference maker. And your life can be, should be, much better than what it is right now. Are you ready to read? Ready? Beginning at verse 4. Let's read. But I have this charge against you, that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of your love that you had for me at first. Hold on. Notice, notice he didn't say that you no longer love me, but the love that you once had is not the same. And if you just, and what is God challenge, challenging us to do as a body? To look within ourselves, not point the finger. Not talk about Susie. Susie need to be here to hear this. No, I am looking within myself. Lord, how far have I fallen? And if, if it's not me, you keep running hard, burn that torch of flame and don't let nobody put it out. But, but we have to be honest with ourselves and, and, and at least ask the question, Lord, have I fallen away? And if I'm true to myself, notice the scripture says this, test my, or the psalmist says this, Lord, test my heart and my mind. See if there's any way of me that's not right. Then fix it. So if, I, if I'm really concerned about this prophetic exhortation that God has given for this house, I'm going to ask the question, Lord, how far have I fallen? Are you here? Notice he said, you've left your first love. One translation says, you don't love me or each other as you once did. Write this down. Write, write this down. Ask yourself this question. Is my love, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is my love for God what it used to be? Do I have the same love and passion for the saints as I once did? And, and can I just say this? And I just heard this in my spirit. It's hard to get offended when you stay close to God. Ah, boy. It's hard to walk in offense when you stay close to God is what do you mean staying close to God I'm you know I'm steadfast in prayer in worship in study of the word watch this in obeying the word of God it's hard to walk in offense when you are close to God 
notice, he said, the love that you had for me and each other is not what it used to be. I need you to write this down. I need you to write this down. Whenever you abate your love for God, you automatically abate your love for others. Whenever you abate your love, that means whenever your love begin to, to diminish or lessen for God, your love for others will automatically diminish. Oh, yes. That explains why, why they're, not only have they let, lost their love for God, but also each other. So now, rather than being concerned about the interests of others, I'm only concerned about my selfish desires. Notice I just said, whenever you abate your love for God, whenever your love for God diminishes, and I need you to write that down, your love for others will automatically be abated or diminished. First John 4.20 says this, if someone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he does not love his brother, for he who, doesn't, who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Do you hear that? So whenever I distance myself from God, I'm going to distance myself from you. <laughs> Are you here? So how can I say I love you? Or how can I say I love God and I'm very nasty toward you? So an indicator that I love God or love you is that even when maybe you do this or you do that because I'm so close to God, my actions, my attitude is going to reflect what Jesus would do. <laughs> oh, man. Are you here? The, 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 the point is this, that if I love of God, if I love of God who I can't see, it's going to be expressed in those who I can see. Did you get that? If I love of God, excuse me, if I love a God that I cannot see, it's going to be manifested in how I express my love to those who I can see. Hmm. So that goes back to say that when my love for God is abated, when it begins to diminish, you're going to fall away. Ah, this is so, this is so good. Verse 5, verse 5. Ready? Let's read. So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Of course, that word repent is the Greek word metaneo or metaneo, and it simply means to think again, to reconsider, okay? Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. How does Pastor T say it? Change your paradigm. Have a paradigm shift. <laughs> your simple behavior and what? Seek God's no, notice seeking, that's intentional, that's willful, okay? Then he says, or else I will visit you and remove your lampstand. What does that mean? Does that mean you're going to lose your salvation? No. What he is saying is that when you distance yourself from God and each other, you forfeit your impact, your witness, your effectiveness as a community of believers in the earth. In other words, you, you, we lose our witness when we distance ourselves from God. And then Ephesus then, or it's modern, modern day Turkey now, but it's 98% Islamic. And I submit to you, it began back when the prophetic word came. If you don't love each other, you're going to lose your testimony as believers. How many times, do you, matter of fact, let me tell you how globally it's not 
we're not being impactful as a church when you look at all the people in the name of the name of Jesus because we're not people aren't out people are not sharing Jesus people won't even share with your local community being at your house your coworkers that's the, the that's a good place to start with those whom I'm around every day and something is wrong listen to this that when I'm around other people and my anointing is not infectious on those who do not bear the name of Jesus. That's a good testimony that maybe I'll fall in the way. Because you can recognize an anointing. You can sense when someone has something on them. And people should be inquisitive of, I see her discipline. I see the way he carries himself. See, that's going to attract people. Now, they want to know, what do you worship? As a matter of fact, before they even go there, I noticed you, you, you're more disciplined than the rest of the guys. Tell me something, and that's the door that you share with Jesus, whereby you can share with Jesus. Are you with me? But notice, go, go to verse 5, and, and we're going to get there because, you know, w- w- when you fall in the way, it, it, now, I got, there's some things I need to do to get back to that place. So it, it may not happen every, I mean, overnight, but you have to start now. <laughs> Can't start Friday because if you start Friday, you got four days ahead of you on top of the other days, weeks, and months that I've fallen away. Are you here? Notice he says, so remember the heights from which you've fallen. Not, oh, I slipped yesterday. I slipped. No, remember where you used to be when your love for me was up here. <laughs> In other words, Recall to your mind how far you came. Are you here? Let me show you something. Hebrews 10, 32 through 35. You need to go back and remember, man. And it, 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 it should be this way. But for some, it's, it's flip-flop. I've seen people, when they barely had two nickels to rub together, they were on fire. They love prayer. They love worship. Didn't have a car, would walk to church. Would call for a ride, not Sunday morning. I called you Thursday to make sure that you're going to be here Sunday morning. Matter of fact, I reminded you Friday via text and Saturday via two text to make sure that you would be, I'll be on the corner of 17th and 9th, wherever that is. And you were excited. No job, but I always had seed to sow. I don't, that, that still amazes me. Well, no, it don't because that, it was that supernatural and people were pouring into you. Then I see the same people who get a job, won't sow seed, get a car, don't know where the church is, forgot what time service start. And it should be the more he blesses me, the more I dedicate my life to him, man. Are you here? But we have to get back to that place. Are y'all here? Where I was excited about God. And I'm going to show you something again. Because we can identify where you got off. It's easy to identify that. So I'm going to help you with that. It's easy to identify. Oh, I can, I can almost pinpoint where you got off at. It's three areas I can almost positively, 100% unequivocally tell you this is her problem. Are you here? Let's read this. Let's read this. Remember those early days after you first saw the light. Hold on. Let, let's, just, let's just remember. I'm going to take my time today. Let's just think about that. Soon as you 
got in the car after you received Jesus. Girl, I'm calling. Girl, guess what happened to me today? I don't know. There was a man who spoke and I just felt different. There was a lady. I've never seen her before, but there, 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 she told me the deep. I don't know how she knew I was going through what I went through and I gave my life to Jesus. And that was your testimony. You didn't know two Bible verses, but you were telling people and they were following you to worship. You got in your words. You started studying. You asked for all the, the, the give me the latest CDs. What's, what's the, 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 the website? I'm going to listen to everything on podcasts. I mean, you were, and you were seeing growth. Wow. And you were excited. You didn't care about all the reality nonsense that's on now. I just want to be in my word. I don't want to hear that old mess that I used to get my flesh enticed. Give me some worship. Are you here? I didn't care about hanging out and doing those things that I used to do that only gratified my flesh. Man, I want more of this God that just came into my life. And you could see it. Are you here? Didn't know how to pray, but you attempted to pray every day. And the more you did it, the better you got. Are you here? Watch this. Those were hard times. Not in a sense that you were broke because everybody who received this is not broken going through. But hard times in the sense of the persecution that you met as a result of your newfound faith. This is what we're talking to believers who were being persecuted because they, they were strict Judaizers. And now they, they were being taught to go follow Jesus' way. And they were meeting great opposition because people were still telling them, no, you need to do it the other way. So now that you are saved, you are excited, you can have those guts. So now you, so what, you, you can't hang out with us anymore? You supposed to be better than me now? What's wrong with the church you grew up in? Well, that's not where God has led me. He has led me. See, so you met, but watch this. Even in all of that, you endured and you stayed the course. Those were hard times. But guess what? You kept the course. Verse 33. Watch this. Kicked around in public. Targets of every kind of abuse. People saying all manner of things about you. It's, uh, some days it was you. Other days it was your friends. Are you here? People ridiculing you. Oh, so you got some new friends down there. They ain't all that. They ain't who they, they ain't not mad at me. Man. What's wrong with us? So, and some of you know. Are you here? And some of you probably still hear it. Let, let, let me say, one of the worst things you could do uh, is to receive Jesus. And, and I just, just, listen to this. One of the worst things you could do is to receive Jesus. And go back in the same environment. Hold on. From whence you just came out. And not at least attempt ooh, to share the gospel of Jesus with them. Are you here? And if you really love them that much, I don't want you to die and lose your soul. I want you to serve the same. I, I know, see, everybody, they still following up. So far away, you barely hearing what I'm saying right now. But just make a decision today, man. I'm getting back to that place. Some days it was you. Other days it was friends. Are you here? But you stayed the course. Verse 34. If some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing that they couldn't touch your real treasure. So those who were having things stole from them, those who were meeting adversity on every side, man, that, that's not the, that, that stuff is nothing. That's just material. God can replace all of that foolishness. Are you here? Nothing they did. Watch this. Nothing people said, nothing people did bothered you. 
Not once have I ever thought about wavering because of what some of my friends or people I thought were friends said. I could care less. Are y'all here? That don't bother me. Dr. Shane Rex used to work in the club. No, he died. This is the new one. Are y'all here? Is that the same one used to fight in high school? No. We looking like he died. Why? Because any man being Christ is a new creation. Old things. See, that old man died. You've been raised in newness of life. Is that the girl that used to swing on the poles? No. That's what we looking like. She died. Is that the guy that used to sell dope? Is that the dude who I don't know. They he died. She died. I remember her. No, 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 you don't. You see, no, no, you think you, you don't know this one. This one is new. Are y'all here? So we let people care less. See. When you know what's on you, what other people say don't bother you. It matters not people's opinion. I know I'm anointed. I know I'm called by God. So it doesn't matter what someone else from my past thinks. Well, how do you know? I'm still preaching on that. I haven't turned back. I'm still doing it. 19 years and strong, 20 plus. I don't even care what some past saints think. That doesn't move me. I know my assignment. So I remain firm. Hurt people hurt people. No, see, he doesn't shift to that thing. Because you love me yesterday, but since you're hurt... You talk about me today. It's not you. I know something. It's the spirit trying to operate through you. But since I love a God who I can't see, I'm going to love you who I can't see. So nothing bothered you. See, it don't bother me. And it shouldn't bother you. Nothing set you back. Do you, that's what he said. Remember, remember those days. See, the reason why it bothers you now is because you distanced yourself from God. See, you had got to the point where what people said didn't bother you. You had got to the place where, you know what? I love you. So now you're confrontational again. Want to fight. See, see, no, no, no. See, that again, when I distance myself from God, I do the same with people. So if I lessen my love with God, it's going to be lessened. My tolerance for people is going to be lessened. So whereas I could used to smile at your face, now I'm ready to fight in the church parking lot. Matter of fact, in the sanctuary. Get back. Look at someone say, get back to that place where it did not bother you. Doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't matter what they think. I love God and that's all that matters. Verse 35. So, hey, listen what he said. So, don't throw it all away now. You done came too far. Listen, but Pastor, only been saved three. Yeah, you done came through too far to go turn back now. I know you messed up yesteryear. I know you did that, but still, you got too much time in to go back to what you used to do. 
The old you was promiscuous and would give it away at the drop of a dime, but not the new me. The old you would curse somebody and lie and cheat and do somebody wrong. But this one here is not putting up with it. It's not going to throw it all away over a misstep. Over a, 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 a slight indiscretion. Oh, I'll be, listen, that's the only time that's going to happen now. I'm not throwing it all. I got too much time invested with the Lord than to throw it all away. Are y'all here? Giving them no more of my money. I'm going to sow it in a kingdom now. I done gave too much money into this world system. Now I'm going to start making deposits. <laughs> Oh, man. Write this down. I said this last week. So the first danger sign for any believer is to grow cold, excuse me, grow cold toward Christ. Or you can say the things of God. So that's the first sign. The first danger sign for any believer. We're talking about those who have fallen away is to grow cold toward Christ or the things of God. If I come, it, it, it don't matter if I come to worship falling away. It don't matter if I give you falling away. I don't have to share Jesus. Pastor, do it. Use the social streams we have. Falling away. I know what the word of God says, but my heart is leading me to do it anyway. Falling away. Wow. <laughs> Write this down. Three areas to consider when you're falling away. Three areas. The attitude of your heart. The attitude of my heart. The quality of my commitment. That's my time, talents, my financial contributions. And my faith. Three areas to consider. The attitude of my heart. Uh, write this down. The quality of my commitment. Am I committed like I used to be? I don't know why the Lord keeps going back to this. I don't know if you're in here or you're watching, but you need to deal with that offense. That offense is a devil. It's a devil. And, 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 and let me tell you something. It's, it, it, it's taken. You choose offense. The, the opportunity just presents itself, but it's your choice to take it or not. Did you hear what I just said? It comes, Crystal, but it's your choice to take it. Or not. I don't have to take it just because it came. You just, just re- That's not for me. No, thank you. Just like anybody else or somebody else tries to sell you something. No, thank you. Do the same thing when offense comes. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> but people receive it, and they let it latch on to them. You still falling? You still get easily offended? Pastor still can't correct you without you getting upset? You still get upset when your leader t- encourage you to be on time? and to you, you st- I mean, that still bothers you? So last week we said you have to stay on guard. Okay? You have to stay on guard. And the reason why most people fall away, they let their guard down. <laughs> First Peter 5.8 CEV says this. Be on your guard and stay awake look at this let's read this out loud ready read be on your guard and stay awake hold on be on guard stay awake don't just be on guard but stay awake watch and thank you pray lest you enter into (laughs) watch hey see see what's up just watching but when you are awake that's why it's good to pray in the Holy Ghost. Show me where that crook coming from, Holy Spirit. Who is he? Who is she? I see her. Watch and pray. 
be on guard and stay awake. Your enemy, not your neighbor. Pastor's not your enemy. The enemy has been identified. Your coworker is not the enemy. Now, the enemy will work through people, but the person is not the enemy. He tells us who the enemy is. Your adversary, the devil. Do y'all see this? Who's the enemy? Who? So why are you mad at him? So the person to attack is not the individual. We wrestle not against flesh and so there you go. So why are you fighting him? Why are you fighting her? Hold up. Let me let me back up. Let me let, let me back up. Because we're not wrestling and fighting with demons and devils. The, the, the fight we're fighting is a good fight of faith. So so why are you tussling and wrestling with demons and devils when we do this thing in the spirit? Are you here? I had to correct that because some of y'all, that's y'all time fighting. Why are you fighting devils and demons? No, the only fight you should be fighting is the good fight of faith. Are you here? But that's what people do. Hey, I'm, so don't attack the individual. The culprit is the devil. Your enemy, the devil, is like he's not. He's a fake. He comes off like a lion. But he didn't have the power of a lion. He's been defeated. Are you here? But if you don't know that, he will intimidate you every time. And he gets a lot of people because they fall to his foolishness. Like a warrior, lion. watch this, sneak it around. Looking for somebody who's not on guard and who's not awake. And saints just walk right into stuff. Because you're not on guard and you're not awake. Write this down. Satan cannot devour you without your permission. How does he get you when you're not on guard and you're not awake? So that means he cannot devour me except I give him permission. How? By not being on guard and not being awake. Wow. Do you see this? So how do I give him permission? By not being on guard and not being awake. Sober-minded. You can't do this with your natural intellect. It's foolishness. And that's why I say you're not sober-minded. They have to be spiritually discerned. Spiritual things. And most people can't see the devil because they're trying to navigate through natural lenses. Don't you know that spiritual warfare is real? And, and it tells us right here that the enemy, which is the devil, he's trying to find people who are not on guard and not awake. <laughs> you need both. It's not enough to be on guard. Hey, girl, I'm, 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 I'm strong. I'm good. See, you're sleeping, though. Because when you're on guard, you can see through the... Y'all just... Wow. Proverbs 4.23 NLT. I'm going to give you an extra minute or two today. Not worried about that. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Proverbs 4.23. Guard? Hold on. Your heart above all else. Wow. So those who upset about how life is going, I submit perhaps you're not on guard and you've been sleeping. You've been watching, but not praying. You've been praying, but not watching. You've been on guard, but not awake. You've been awake, but not on guard. <laughs> guard your heart above what? All else. It should be easier for somebody to compromise Fort Knox.
than for somebody to get the wrong thing into your spirit. It is just that above all else. They, it, it should be you have a better chance of going right down here, walking in the bank, robbing the bank, than getting into getting the wrong. But people are just so careless about letting anything. But if, if you really realize that what you allow to come in determines your course, you will start being more careful about what I allow to come in. Because if I don't like the course I'm on, you need to put it back in reverse and ask yourself, have I been guarding my heart? Are y'all here? This bird saying again, stop acting off. The uh, only person who can't lie is Jesus. Or hasn't lied. Won't lie, can't lie. Okay. Us, we don't lie, but we it's possible we can. Chris, uh, human, what I mean. Because I know most of you, Christians, you've never lied since you've been saved. <laughs> Particularly, just, can I just spend about three seconds in relationships? Just three seconds. Stop. You know, we have to stop acting on promises that are unfulfilled. When you manifest it, <laughs> Because the thing is, sometimes when you act off an unfair promise, you kind of, you, you left hanging. Yeah. I didn't think she would do this to me. Why, what would make you think that? What would make you think that? He didn't seem like the other guys. He, I, didn't, I didn't think. But see, that's your problem. You, you, you're thinking. We used to be watching and praying. See, there's the problem. You're on guard, but you're not sober-minded. It should be easier for him to get into Fort Knox <laughs> than for him to, yes, uh-huh. Y'all know what I'm saying. Look, don't, don't feel bad. This is, no. <laughs> Pat, I heard that because there's people watching. Well, I've already let him in. Okay, well, that's okay. You can change the lock. You can change the lock. <laughs> when you come back home, I can't get in the house. I change the lock. Let me in. No, no, the locks is changed. There's a dead butt on that joke in there. <laughs> Who am I speaking to? Let me tell you something. As long as you are acting on unfulfilled promises, are you here? They will never be fulfilled. It's like, why buy the cow? You said that. I didn't say that. You said that. That works both ways, men and women. Men too. It's just not women on the why. We always think you have male infant. Listen, the, the word fornicate is the Greek word pornea, from which we get the English word porn or porno, pornography. And it means to play the harlot. That's, just, that's a male or female. It's just not female. You, can, you got male harlots and female harlots to play the harlot. That's what fornicate means. You've you, you been a harlot. Boy, listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn. Don't you sit here and look at me. Oh, oh. Let me tell you. If I'm a believer, you ought to feel convicted if you do anything that's again. I mean, not condemned, but I mean, I mean, you don't feel you just stole a pack of gum. You don't feel some kind of way about that. I mean, you just pick, you just stole the wallet, Christian. You don't feel some kind of way. You know that's not your money. That's my point. That's my point. Nah. Uh, 
This thing about prophetic exhortations, they're not always easy on the spirit. Always easy on the spirit. Let me write this down, and this is true, and I'll give you a little bit and I'm done. There are three temptations to sin that every human will experience. Three temptations to sin. Write that down just as I said it. There are three temptations to sin that every human being will experience. Now, if you get these, you can perhaps, every time you distance yourself, you can track it down to one of these, two of these, or all three of these. So listen. So the utterance is those who have fallen away, who have distanced themselves from God and each other. You can find that the conflict came as a result of one of these, or perhaps two, or all three. Write this down. Lust of the flesh. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what these are. Because you know, what does that mean, lust of the flesh? What, 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 I'll give you that and let you know what it means. Lust of the eyes, pride of life. So those who have fallen away, I need to check these areas. Are you here? So every false step, every sin, every time you miss the mark will involve at least one of these three temptations. But it could include all three. I just don't want to leave any out. Are you here? We're living in a, a, a sad day when Christians no longer have a tolerance for, for truth. That, that's, that's not a... That, that we're, that, that's, and the Bible says that the day will come where people are not going to have a tolerance for sound doctrine. They don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But still, I mean, why not, man? You want to hear what the doctor tell you when your body out of way? You don't fight and fuss and talk about I ain't never come back to the doctor again. Well, you want to fight? Why do I fix it? You told me the diagnosis. What's the prognosis? How, how do we fix it? Isn't that what you tell the doctor? Ma'am, this tooth, it, it's, it's in a state of decay. It needs to come out. Uh, if it's not, it's out of Your next thing, well, how, how soon can you get it? No, leave it in there. I don't care. I had this tooth since day one. Oh. I'm leaving dentistry altogether. No, no, you don't. You don't. How soon can you get it out? Can you extract it today? And you know, like most people do, even with that, they get to the place where they tolerate the pain. You really don't want it out. You just medicate it. You really don't want to change. Like, you, you just want to medicate. So you medicate it by coming to prayer. I went to church Sunday. I watched Pastor T on Coffee and Conversations. Just medicated, but right back up to the same nonsense. Remember how far you've fallen. Notice I asked you earlier to ask the question, how far have I fallen? Who remember that? Did you write it down? Now, ask yourself this question. Which one of these three is responsible for my love waning toward God? Which one? Is it A? Is it B? Is it C? I heard somebody saying, mine is D, Pastor. None of the above. <laughs> and this is what they're saying is, it's all three for me. It's all three. Let's read this verse and I'll give you, I have to give it the rest next week. First John 2, 15 and 16. See, what, what we're trying to do is to find out where I got off. Huh? That's what the, the, you guys look at me for a second. What Holy Spirit is trying to get us to do is to find out. Where the slippage began. That's all. It's not to feel condemned. Or to, I just want to identify why so I can fix it. That's all. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. 
do not love this world. Are you here? Nor, do you, do you guys see what I see? Come on, let's read this. Let's, let's just read it slow. Ready? Let's read. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father. See, when I allow the things of the world to be my motivator, to drive me, and, and even though we are in this world, huh, we're not of it. Our citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven, okay? Paul tells those in Rome, don't be conformed to the customs of this age, but be ye transformed. That's what sanctification means, to be set apart, holy, distinguished other than, being that I can tell a vast difference between the believer and the non-believer. Why? Because I've been set apart, so there's things that I may not do that worldly people do, and that sets me apart. That distinguishes me differently or above not in the sense I'm better than, but, but there's a difference between light and dark. You'd be amazed of how much... Now listen, once you come out of the world, you should have no taste to go back and dealing with and fooling with it. The world don't love you. The scripture says that. Because you're not one of its own. So quit trying to fit in as a believer in this world system. In the sense of still trying to do those things that gratify my flesh and trying to... Be, trying to please you're not going to please everybody so stop trying are you here do not love the world no things that offers you when you love the world you do not love the father verse uh the love of fathers not in you verse 16 for the world offers only what a craving for physical flesh physical pleasure that's lust of the flesh a craving for everything we see that's lust of the eyes and it says that in new king james or king james and pride in our what achievements and possessions these are not from the father but from this world, you didn't learn that from the Father. If any man loved the world, what do you mean? Esteem, desire, or pursue it, or anything in it. Watch this. Inordinately, inordinately, so as to place his happiness in the enjoyment of it, and above God, the love of the Father. Is not in you. When, all, when the pursuit of these things usurp the authority and place of God. That's not of God. Are you here? Let me give you this one. We'll pick up next week. The lust of the flesh. Write this down. This is the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. So where there's been a distance now, and if the truth be told, anyone who's somewhat lessened or there's been a distance, you know. You can just look at your prayer life. You know how often you pray. You know, you, you know how often you study the word. You know how often you hear the word. You know how often you participate. You know how often you come. You know when you're able to make it and when you're not. You know when you're able to do this and when you're not. You, you know. Let me tell you something, man. That flesh is a monster. That's why you have to die to it daily. Every day. Lord, let your will be done. Not mine. In other words, my flesh is not leading me today. And you have to get up and do, tell your fle flesh, you are, you are not the leader. Because those who do mind the things of the flesh or those who are led by the flesh do mind. That means you have given attention to the things of the flesh. But those who are led by the spirit give attention to the things of the spirit. So if I'm being led by my flesh, that tells me that your mind dwells on fleshly things. Yes. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired? You're like, man, I, 
going through this. Now, look, you've come too far to give up, but I mean, man, I mean, huh. by now, you should be ready for results and manifestations. Yeah. The lust of the flesh, you can write this down, is that temptation to, listen to this, the lust of the flesh is that temptation to feel physical pleasure from some sinful activity. It's doing things to make the flesh feel satisfied. And it's just not always relational or sexual. It could be eating. It could be engaging in substances, you know, putting things into your body. It's just not always, we always equate that with just fleshly desires, being male and female. No, it's, it's much broader than that. It's an inordinate, intemperate pleasure arising from gratifying the outward senses, whether of taste, that goes back to what I just said, smell, touch, or the bodily appetites. Some people gratify the flesh in all sorts of ways just to fulfill those pleasures. It can involve any type of sinful activity that would bring pleasure to the body, be it sexual sins, be it slander, Gossip, drugs, prescription pills, those things that I do in excess to satisfy the desires of the flesh. As a matter of fact, in Galatians chapter 5, Apostle Paul gives us a nice example of the works of the flesh. And listen, again, we'll stop right there. But the slippage, if there's a distance, it can be traced back to either the lust of the flesh Lust of the eyes or the pride of life. It started with Adam and Eve. Eat this fruit. It'll make you wise. Are you here? It's the same three things. Try to do Jesus the same way. As I stated last week, Satan's MO is the same. It's just coded differently. That's all. <laughs> That's why the scripture tells us that we should not be ignorant of his devices. What do you mean? So he's gonna he's gonna try either through the the eye gate, the ear gate. So, so that's why we have to, matter of fact, how do things get in my spirit? Through what I see, what I hear, environments, places. So we have to be on guard against those things. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.